Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back to Call Waiting, everyone. It's me, Robin Shaw. Hope you're all well. Boy, did we have an exciting week. I did the Sherry Shepherd Show. And I just want to tell you guys all about it because it was so freaking cool. About uh, four months ago, I you know, told my team that I really wanted to do Sherry's show. She does this thing called Laugh Lounge where she has comedians on and it's an interview stand-up set, meaning you tell them what jokes you want to do, and she interviews you, asks questions, setting you up for those jokes, and then you kind of tell those jokes in conversational form. So it's not really stand-up, but you're taking material from your stand-up. Anyway, I've seen a bunch of people do it. My my friend Regina did it, and I really wanted to do it. So after months of trying to get on the show, finally they gave me a date, and it exceeded everything that I thought it would be. I've always been obsessed with daytime talk shows since I was a little kid. I always knew I wanted to be a talk show host and I've just been doing more and more talk shows, you know, throughout the year. And I felt like it all led up to this because I felt so confident and secure. I wore a sequin multicolored jacket. Um, I brought security, Regina and Belinda, all who have been on the podcast before um, with me as my team, my friend Liza. Oh, who was a guest on uh, Liza Persky, who was a guest on call waiting earlier in the, in our season. She was there. And then my mom, my dad, and my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, like, I mean, I just brought everyone because it was such a special moment. You know how they say it's lonely at the top? No, it's lonely if you don't bring every single person you know with you. I bring everyone with me. And I think that was the the magic of the day because I was surrounded by all these people I love and everyone was so happy and cheery. And especially in the green room, it was just, it was such good energy. And everyone who works at Cherry was so nice and so we're such fans, Robin. Well, you know, like everyone was so sweet. Hair and makeup was amazing. My producer was amazing. The crew, everyone was so great. So then um, the show starts and, you know, they first guest, second guest, and then they bring me down and I'm backstage and I'm backstage with security, Belinda and Regina and the music's pumping and we're dancing backstage. And then they bring Regina and Belinda into the audience where my parents and aunt and uncle were. And so it was just me and security in the back. And he's like filming me as I'm like about to go on. And then they brought security, you know, in the audience. And then it was just like me backstage. And I was like, oh my, I wasn't even nervous. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Making people laugh. Daytime talk shows. You got this. And then they bring me out. And as soon as I brought out, I had never met Sherry Shepard before. She is awesome guys. She is, besides the fact that she's so funny, she is so nice. She is so giving. I think the uh, key to being a good talk show host is being a giver and letting your, your guests shine. And boy, does she do that. As soon as I sat down, she was so gracious and thanked me for coming. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, no, thank you. And then we started the set. It was a six and a half minute interview set, whatever you want to call it. And all of the jokes landed. My first joke, I, I was a little nervous and I felt my little joke, my first joke, I could have done better. But after that, it was, uh, you know, smooth sailing and 
afterwards, Sherry was just say, like, because we only have like a few minutes of the commercial break until, you know, she had her next guest. So um, she just had a few minutes. Oh, actually, right when we're done, she um, we went to go take a picture together, you know, for her camera, you know, and then she goes like they waved on my entire family and Regina and Belinda to all get in a picture with me and Sherry, which I thought was so nice. And then afterwards, Sherry just said some like really sweet words to me, just saying how great it was, how she's proud of me and excited. I said the same thing for her. Like, I'm so excited for you. And it was just like a really nice moment. And then while she was talking to me at the same time, they, the producer grabbed my mom, my dad, Regina, Belinda and security and brought them backstage. So by the time I was done talking to Sherry, I went backstage and they were all there and I just melted like seeing them. Cause we were all just so happy that I did it. It was such a beautiful, wonderful, amazing moment. And then we went up to the green room. We were all just like jumping up and down and celebrating. And it was, it was such a wonderful moment. And then it aired the next day and you guys just showered me with love and such nice things. And and I just want to say thank you so much because you guys rooting me on and supporting me and celebrating with me means the it, like I said, it's lonely at the top unless you bring everyone with you. And I've found a way to bring you all with me because you're in my messages every day. Um, cheering so loud. And I, if I, even if I don't respond because there's a lot of you know, I'm reading these messages and, um, it just means so much to me. So it was truly one of the highlights of my year. So yeah, I, I, that, that's pretty much it. If you haven't seen it, you could, um, see it on YouTube, but just type in Sherry Shepard, Robin Shaw, laugh lounge, and it'll pop up. So, all right, let's bring in security. Hello, security. What a great fun day that was. Right? It was so happy. It really, really was. From the moment we got there, we yeah. were just happy. Yeah. And the next day was wonderful until I read that one mean comment. <laughs> yes. Until you read that one mean comment. And I so wanted and to that, respond to this person. And security doesn't. So I don't get a lot of mean comments. I really don't. And when I do, I'll say to security, can I write that? And he's like, no, you can't respond. I say you can write and send it to me or you can just tell me what you want to say. But no, you are not <laughs> writing and responding. Well, can I say what I wanted to say on this podcast? <laughs> Go ahead. I just can't say. It to oh, because you don't want me to give that person the the power of exactly. even getting What's, a response. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. You're right. No, you're right. They don't deserve it. No, you're right. But you guys do. So this <laughs> is what I would say. The person it wasn't even okay. She this person said to me, Robin, I'm a huge fan of yours. But, but yeah, no, mm -hmm. it was, I'm a huge fan of yours, but I didn't, this is the day it aired. Like the day it aired, I was on cloud nine. I posted to you guys how happy I am. I'm a big fan, but I didn't find your set funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I found it like just off putting and like, it's just like really putting me down again. I know you're like, Robin, that's your mean comment. But yeah. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm a mush. I say this all the time. And I really wanted to write back to her and be like, excuse me, but did you not hear my previous Instagram story where I said I'm happy? If you're a fan, why would you rate this and try to make me not happy? But security wouldn't let me say that. No. But now, can you remember all the amazing comments? I actually can. Good. Okay, good. I did respond to most of them. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember all the Don't good. Don't focus on the negative. I know. Lesson learned. But I the lesson's not been learned. I'm a human. You ask any human if you got a million nice things in one meet. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change that about me. Good. Never again. Never again will I care what's what a negative. Don't let that one negative outweigh the hundreds of positives. I know, I know. This is a good therapy yeah, session. No problem. <laughs> My insurance will uh, contact you. See, guys, some you're like I know a lot of you who are listening. Like, why do you keep security around? He fucks up all the time. Because once in a while, he gives good advice, mm -hmm. and actually, that's amazing advice. Is do not give a negative person any of your energy. No, because then you're giving them the power. Yes, and then they win. Yeah. You know, so yeah, F them. Actually, Exa no, not even. I don't even care. Don't eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't even care. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get you a tissue. 
Okay, no, I'm kidding. But um, anyway, thank you guys for all the love. It means so much to me. It, it really, it's not lost on me at all. Like I just said, I, it, I read everything. So, all right. Well, you gave good advice, but today's episode is about me giving advice because today's episode is should I or shouldn't I? Oh my God. And I asked you, should, should I message her or shouldn't I? I didn't even plan that. No, and I said you shouldn't. shouldn't. Yeah. So if anyone's planning on calling in about should you or shouldn't you address someone who said something negative to you? No, don't give them the energy. Don't give them the power. That's my advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm glad you came up with that all by yourself. Do you have a should I or shouldn't I for me and I give you advice? Sure. Um, Yeah. What? Okay, so I don't know if you know, but I I just got a dog. Yes. It is Oats, Odie. Tell everyone how he's doing. Is he good? He's great. He's wonderful. He's so well behaved. He went to the vet today, got his shot. He's doing so good. He's doing great. And he's so smart. Yeah. So smart. Like his aunt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm, you know, I'm introduced to this new world and meeting different people on my walks with uh, Oats. And so there's this very nice lady that I met. Do I pursue or do I not? Wait, where'd you meet her? To taking the walks with oats. Like we, I, I go for what? You know, it's, it's all these new people that I'm meeting. Oh, like she has a dog? She has a dog also. So no, sorry, no, he's like leaving out oh, okay. chunks of this. She has a dog also. Yeah. And so, and we've met several times. Do I give a number or not? Because I, if I don't, if I do, what if it, nothing, what if she goes, oh no, I have a boyfriend or no, I have a, I, so? I, then, like, I feel awkward. You know, if I keep but, but on, you don't even know her. Who is she? Apparently, she lives on the walk that me and Oates take. So you see her on your walks yes. in the morning or at night or depends. It depends. Okay. Do you know she lives on your street? I don't know. Okay. I think you should because I don't. I think the risk reward is so like the risk is nothing compared to the reward. Like if you. If you, when you see her, I wouldn't just the next time. I think like in two, th- every time you see her, strike up a conversation more than just the dog. Just maybe next time say, you know, talk about like, I don't know. The, the lip- leash. The leash. <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> You're hopeless. I can't. Um, but do you know what I mean? The dog finds me hysterical. <laughs> And so I would build up and then I would, you should say, I I look, I don't know if you're single, but if you are, would you ever want to grab some, you know, something to eat or something like that? And then she, if she says, oh, I actually have a boyfriend or, oh no, thank you. Then who cares? And next time you see her, you just say hi. You know, it's, there's nothing to lose, but something to win is like, you get to go on a date. So what's, what's, there's no loss here. Okay. Yeah. Security. Uh, oh, that's okay. cute. He doesn't share this stuff with me, guys. No. It's, but versus me, who is like, let me tell you every single detail of my love life. And he wants to poke his eyes out with hot coal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we start taking calls on the should I and shouldn't I, uh, a lot of you, when I said, you know, about calling, a lot of you wrote me your should or shouldn't I's and there were some good ones. So I took um, screenshots and I'll read some and I'll answer them before we open up the lines. But I just want to give this disclaimer. I know nothing. Okay. (laughs) My life is such a mess. Like you you have friends you should listen to and you have friends you shouldn't listen to. And then you have friends who sometimes stumble upon saying the right thing. I'm the third, okay? So when I give advice, no, it's that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a lawyer. I know nothing, okay? (laughs) I struggle more than most. So just know I'm just giving advice as your girlfriend, not as a professional. So take everything I... I say with a grain of salt and then hopefully I'm just saying something that sparks something within you for you to make the right decision. Okay. That's my disclaimer. Unless you want, you're wondering if you should or should not give me money. (laughs) You should listen to me. All right. So let's do the first one. 
Okay. All right. This person wrote, I'm a 29 year old. Oh, I thought it said I'm a 29 year old wrestler. That's not what it says. I'm a 29 year old wrestling whip. I'm a 29-year-old wrestling with a should I or shouldn't I moment in my love life. The gist, I'm crazy about someone and he's crazy about me. But life's throwing curveballs, different cities, conflicting dreams, you name it. I'm curious about your take on love and risks. Any experience or advice from your journey that might help navigate this romantic crossroads? Did you ever face a moment where your heart screamed, do it, while your brain said, hold up? Thanks for being the comedic Cupid in my life. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Melody. Okay. Yes. All right. I have a lot of thoughts. Should you or shouldn't you when you're dating someone and just things are not lining up, like your heart loves him or loves her, but every your brain is like, this isn't going to work. All right. I'm going to give you tough love. I think you shouldn't. I love love. I love love so much, but I think life is really difficult. And I think relationships are so difficult. And I think everyone is on a path and the best partner is two people who have a path that lines up. And that's why I, I, you know, when divorce happens or breaks up happens, usually it's because two people, not, it's not always because someone's bad. It's not just because people are fighting. Sometimes people just have different paths. And if you are starting on two very different paths, you're already, everything's against you, no matter how much you two love each other. Sometimes, you know, that love is, love is enough. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, you need to find someone who wants the same goals as you, who wants the same life path as you. Um, otherwise you both are uh, going to struggle or have to make some big, big compromises that may keep you from being happy. And I just think on a planet where there's a lot, a lot of people, you will find someone that aligns with you. So should you or shouldn't you continue this? I would vote for shouldn't. Security. I concur. Uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I 100% yeah. agree with you on uh, that. Okay. Let's go to the next one. My debate is hitting me hard in the family department. My parents are nudging me to move closer to home, citing all the usual reasons, family gatherings, traditions, yada, yada. Thing is, I've built a life in a different city, chasing my dreams, and the idea of uprooting is giving me major pause. It's not just a move. It feels like a choice between embracing family ties or pursuing my own path. Any advice on navigating this? Should I or shouldn't I follow my own path? Okay, I think, again, this is just my opinion. You shouldn't move for your family. This is your life. This is your, this is your happiness. This is, this is your future. This is your everything. And this is coming from someone who loves my family. Who's, I am way too close. My, I remember Hercules again from the, um, ex-boyfriend. He used to say, I've never met someone who speaks to their family more than you. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's unhealthy, but I can't help it. (laughs) You know? So when I say, when I say this, no, I'm saying this as someone who understands uh, tradition and family ties and being close with your family. But no, if you have a life in another city that you love and you find joy in, no, then that's where you should be. If you move just to be close to your family, there will be resentment. And also you may not be happy there. And I I can speak from someone who loves family. Your family wants you to be happy. And look, my mom guilts me plenty. Robin, you got to come to this. Robin, you got to come to that. You know, so I get that, that family guilt, but ultimately this is your happiness and your life. So uh, should you move back home? No, I, I would say no. I would say keep keep where you are and keep where you're happy security it's just like, an, like a relationship it's you no know, moving for a significant other and by just like how the previous uh letter yeah. that we had it's, it's very similar you yeah. don't it's not the same path you and your family uh, don't have the same path okay um good one okay should i or shouldn't i move i'm piggybacking on what you just said if like you're if you're doing long distance okay because you're saying no no I think it depends. 
I think it depends because remember I dated long distance for five years. And when it came to should I or shouldn't I move, I went with shouldn't I because my happiness was not was not going to be with him there. That's because for me, my happiness doesn't lie in starting a family. That's my personal happiness. There are a lot of people whose happiness and goal is to start a family. And so let's say someone lives across the country and you're debating whether to move uh, to be closer to them, even though you like your life. If your goal, if your happiness is to start a family, is to be married, is to be with that person, then I do think you should move for love. If that that is not your final goal, then I don't think you should. Security? I concur. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do another one. All right. Okay, I'm still laughing at the fact that I thought that woman was a wrestler, even though it was that she was wrestling with feelings. Okay, I'm facing a gut-wrenching choice, Robin. Recently, I stumbled upon some unsettling information suggesting that my spouse might be cheating. Confronting is hanging heavy in the air, but the uncertainty is driving me insane. I value your candidness, and I'm wondering if you've ever been in a situation where you had to confront someone about a difficult truth. How did you find the courage? Any advice on handling the aftermath? Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this emotional roller coaster. And this comes from Beth. Um, oh man, should you confront him? Yes, you. Sh- I think you should. Again, this is my opinion. This is my my thoughts. But I'm also going to share something that my acupuncturist from years ago once told me. Um, make sure you're safe uh, when it comes to this is like on a serious note and not accusing your husband of being violent or anything. But um, anytime you have to break up with someone, um, even if it's someone you know really well, I just always make sure you're in a safe environment before I give any advice because I just know that sometimes when motions are high, people can snap. So anyway, that's number one. Always just make sure you're safe when you are confronting people or breaking up with people. With that said, yes, I think you should confront your husband if he's cheating, because otherwise you're always going to be like, wait, who's he talking to? What's going on? He needs to be confronted. And if he denies it, make sure you have, if you know he's cheating, have your proof ready. And if he denies it and maybe he really isn't, you're going to have to trust him if you want to move forward. But you're not going to be able to move forward if you're just harboring this. So I do think you should confront him. Security? I concur. (laughs) Actually, I am nodding my head while you were saying that. I will say, see, I have never had this situation, so I'm I'm, I'm not sure how I would act in the moment. Um, But I I feel like if if I felt I was being cheated on, I would confront them. Also, as a woman, I feel like we're really good detectives and have really strong gut feelings that we know when someone's cheating. I always know when a guy's pulling away. I'm not like shocked when they're pulling away. I know when they're about to end things. So you know if he's cheating. You've already done the research. You've already done the digging. So I would say, yeah, confront him and um, be open. Go into it with an open mind of whether or not you want to forgive him and move on. If you already know you'll never forgive him, then make sure when you're going into this conversation, you're going in to end it. But if you want to keep it going, I would I would strongly suggest being open-minded and hearing him and talk to him about it and have a conversation about it than just yelling at him. Uh, but yes, I do think you should. And I do like that you said that um, if he if if you don't have any proof, yeah, and you're going and saying, "Are you?" and he says, "No," you have to then. Yeah, you have to believe him. And then otherwise, then don't then. You've already made your decision. Then keep doing digging until you find out. Have you ever been cheated on? No. To our knowledge. To 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 my knowledge, I don't think. I mean, Frank would never. No. I don't even think Hercules would have. No. And then that's, oh, uh, the first, my first boyfriend, blah, blah, face. No, not yeah, even I don't him. think he would either. No. I think all your girlfriends would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, all right, let me spill the beans. Uh, I'm that 30 year old girl who loves call waiting. 
uh, Jesse starts off with very nice things about call waiting. So thank you so much, Jesse. All right. So here, okay. I'm on the brick of a career shakeup. I've been toying with the idea of ditching my nine to five and diving headfirst into a career in stand-up comedy. Yep. I'm thinking of chasing my dream of making people snort coffee through their nose, just like you do. Your journey into the world of comedy has been my muse. How did you muster the guts to make the leap? Like, did you have a screw it, I'm doing this moment or was it a gradual thing? I'm teetering on the edge here and your vice could be the nudge I need. Um, I love your humor, blah, 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 not blah, blah, blah. Thank you. It's a lot of nice things about me, but I won't bore you guys with that. Um, all right. So pretty much she wants to know, should she or shouldn't she quit her job and go into stand up comedy? Okay. So. No, do not quit your job. Okay, do not quit your job. Stand up comedy is a very hard business to make a living. But there's a second part to this go pursue stand up comedy. You got to do both for a while um, until you start making a living doing stand up and then you can quit your day job. It could take years to make a living doing stand up. I am very fortunate. I started making money in stand up pretty early on, but that was a, a series of lucky event. Not lucky. I worked really hard, but I was personal training I got my degree in acting and then I was personal training and then I started stand up. And for about a year and a half, I was doing stand up and personal training, even though I was making money in stand up within six months, but I did not want to give, uh, I, I lived in the, I was living in the city and I, I rent is expensive and I didn't want to give up that security of a paycheck. So I did both and I eventually quit doing, um, personal training when I knew I was having like and stand up is not steady. I say steady, but even now some months I'm, I have great months and then other months I don't, you know, even now I have 10 jobs. As you guys know, I'm a stand up. I sell journals. I do podcasts. Like I, I do cameo. I mean, even now I, I make sure I have 10 jobs being a stand up comic. So should you quit your job? No. Should you start doing stand up? Absolutely. Um, there's tons of websites online that ties you open mics in your area. Start doing open mics, start getting out there, start networking, start doing other shows, start making a little money at it. And once you have enough security in the stand-up world, then I think you should quit your nine to five, but don't do it before then. Security? I'm applauding. This is, <laughs> that was great advice. Thank you. Great advice. I concur. <laughs> um, all right, let's do one more and then we'll take some calls. Okay, again, some very nice things. This is from Oh, and from her and her husband. I hope I'm supposed to be saying these people's names. Oh, I, I, <laughs> did, oh, you yeah. get, did you venture no, in? A lot of these people didn't want to call in, but I'm assuming they just did. Uh, oh, oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> These are pseudo names, right? Oh yeah, I made up these names. All right, my husband and I dread hosting my mother-in-law. Oh yeah, <laughs> we put a big beep over those people's names. <laughs> All right, so here, okay. My husband and I dread hosting my mother-in-law. We love her, but after about one hour, we're ready to give her the house and we get a hotel room. So for Christmas, we used a crazy, we're off to the Amazon <laughs> excuse to avoid hosting her. But now plot twist, she's genuinely interested in coming along like on the trip. I'm assuming I'm sure you face some tricky family dynamics. Uh, should I, or shouldn't I tell her the truth? Should I, or shouldn't I book a trip and now have her come? How do I navigate this Robin? Um, oh, how do I navigate situations? Where, okay. All right. So, so anonymous, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you told her you're going on a trip and then she wants to come. That's tough. So should you tell her the truth? No, because that will just hurt her feelings. There's no need to hurt her feelings. I would say you're screwed. So you should tell her that you are not going. You have two options. You could say either that you're not going away. And yes, she could come for Christmas or you gotta have to, it's your husband's mom. Well, tell him to grow a pair of balls and tell his mother that no, she cannot come on your Christmas romantic vacation. I think it's up to him, to be honest. Um, no need for you. <laughs> Just put it off on him, to be honest. If, and if it was your mom, I would make you tell her. But I don't think there's anything wrong if you 
even if you're lying and you're not going away, you could just say, you know, it's a vacation just the two of us, but next, you know, next year, definitely. Um, yeah, I do. Don't do not tell her you were lying and do not hurt her feelings, but yes, have your husband say that she cannot come, um, on your trip, even if there's no trip and you're just lying to be left alone. Look, Again, you know, sometimes with family, it's tricky, but you know, just because it's family doesn't mean you have to spend every single second with them. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? I concur. I concur. I'm going to go have a romantic uh, romantic vacation in the Amazon. Is that what he's... Where, what is the, is the Amazon a forest? Right? Yeah. Yeah, you can go. Okay. <laughs> Heavily. Um, uh, all right. Let's take some calls and get some more should I or should I's on the line. Okay, Robin, we have Anne on the line. Hi, Anne. Welcome to Call Waiting. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm getting nervous about my question. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> lay it on me. It's a should I or shouldn't I. So what's the situation? Should I or shouldn't I have another child? I have one right now. And is being an only child a bad thing or is it okay Okay. for my daughter? Okay. First off, how old's your daughter? Uh, She'll be four next year. Okay. And do, well, first off, what do you want? Do you want a second child? Like (sighs) if you weren't even taking her into consideration and it was just like what what you want. Well, it's just a lot. Kids are hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I don't even know how moms do it. I watch my girlfriends who have kids, and I, I'm like, uh, that is so so much work. It doesn't stop. Yeah, no, it never stops. Even the middle of the night, you're still on, always. Yeah, it's 24-7. You don't get a break. So, uh, okay, so it's a lot of work. Do you want a second? Do you want another one? I... I would be okay with one. I know my husband wants more. Well, until he has a uterus. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who has a uterus? Yeah. But, and then, but then I see my daughter with like her friends and cousins and I'm like, oh, she would be so happy. But it's so fun having just one. We get to do so many cool things and there's no baby holding us back. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm sure you'd like a more concrete answer, but I actually think this, there's no wrong answer here. Um, As someone who has siblings, I couldn't imagine not having siblings. It is the best. Like I, my, we get to share the responsibility of my parents. I also have built in best friends. They do. My brothers do everything for me. Like I I don't do much for them, but I feel like I'm, (laughs) I feel like I'm a good sister. You know, I love having siblings. I think it really created who I am. I'm going to, that that's one thing. Then I look at my friend Belinda or my cousin, Andrew, who are only childs and they are to a some the most amazing people I know. Belinda is like a sister to me. Um, and again, she does, she has no siblings and she is the most, um, compassionate friend I have anything I need. She's there for me. You know, sometimes they say, if you don't have a sibling, maybe you won't be a good sharer. Well, that's not the case with Belinda. She's the opposite of that. She is, she shares everything with me. She shares herself with me. Um, there's not a moment when she's not there. So whether or not ha- having a sibling or not having a sibling, I don't think affects on how a person grows up. I think if you're an amazing parent, you're going to raise your kids amazing. So it doesn't, it, that doesn't matter. They're not going to be missing out or it, it, I think they're both fine. So I think when it comes, it's not about the kid. If, if they, if, the, if your daughter has a sibling, she's going to love it. And if she doesn't have a sibling, she's going to be great friend that her friendships are going to turn into siblings. So your kid's going to be fine. I think what it comes down to is it's your body. You're the one who who not only has to carry the child, but also has to raise the child. And so much falls on the mom. Not, not even, even after 18, my mom is on call 24 seven. I call her all day and all night. So I should you or shouldn't you? Long story is, I don't know. It has to come from what you (laughs) want. So I think what you should do is just sit and go, okay, if I had a second kid here, would I have more happiness or less happiness? And then that should be your answer. It's hard because it literally changes every hour of the day. Like, you know, you have a really good moment with your kid. Like, okay, I could add another one. And then an hour later, 
you have the world's worst tantrum. You're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh my God. I get it. I get it. So many people are like, Robin, do you want kids? And it's literally, I'll be like, yeah, I love kids. And then I see my friends and like, they're just like, Robin, I'm so tired. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm good without kids. So it's like, I get it. It is a moment to moment struggle. I think as someone who seems to love being a mom, I think if you had a second, you would love it. Um, I don't think that's something you would regret. You have to think if I don't have a second kid, will I regret it? Because I don't think you'll regret yeah. having a second because clearly you love being a mom. So I I would say that's, that's the way you should approach it. Go, okay, uh, I'm going to think right now I'm... 85. Uh, I'm, you know, sitting with my husband on my porch. Am I regretting not having a second? And I think that should be your, how you make your decision. That's a good thought. Yeah. The long term. Yeah. Not think like, long term. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't worry about every day is hard. Every day is hard. How are you going to think back when you look back on your life? Will you say, I'm so glad I had to, the time to just focus on my daughter. It was just me and her. Or are you going to look back and say, oh, I wish I had one more. Yeah, that's um, a good. I don't think I thought of that. Yeah, that and then way. and and tell your husband maybe he should grow a uterus and he could carry it, and then we'd have <laughs> I mean, some more. I wish that was all. <laughs> Me too. I oh mean, my gosh, if I could find a man to carry it, then uh, this would. Well, no, I still don't want to give up. It's just so time consuming. Children. It's so hard. And like I work, and my husband works. Oh, thank goodness! Honestly, COVID was a blessing because my husband started working from home, Uh and that's the other thing. Like, if he were to ever change jobs, I can't single parent. I can't do it. I'm spoiled. Yeah, I need him. Yeah, I then that's so. also it. I think like once you decide if you want to have a second, then I think you have to have an honest conversation with your husband. And be like, look, we could have a second, but I need you to be super duper hands on. Like, I'll just need your help. You just make yeah. sure he knows that. All right. Well, I hope I was helpful. Oh, thanks. Robin. Uh, and if you have a You're second, if you have a second, we know that what her name should be. Robin. <laughs> Or Perfect. a boy. Actually, a boy, too. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie. Yes, Robin or Robbie. All right. Thanks for coming on Call Waiting. Thank you. All right. Bye. That was, I'm really glad she called in because I think that's a lot of parents. Here's the thing. From what I've heard, again, I don't have kids, so th- this is hard for me, but I, I hear there's a big difference between one and two, but then no difference between two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because like once you have them, then it's a shit show anyway, you know? So I think the, the hardest is one and then and two, and then, you know, so anyway, I hope that was helpful. All right, security, put, yeah, oh, you have Wanted, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I, I can't speak for CIA, but yeah. you do a lot for us. I know. <laughs> Name one. <laughs> All right, next call. Let's go next call. No, I'm a good sister. No, you are a vet. You're a great, no, you're a great I'm, sister. You're going to go on a date with the dog woman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> call in next week. Let us know. All right. Uh, yeah, get another call on the line. All right, Robin, we have Dee on the line. Hi, Dee. Hi, Robin. Welcome to Call Waiting. <laughs> Thank you. So today's episode is Should I or Shouldn't I? So what's, what's going on? And uh, let me see if I could help. Okay, yeah. So uh, mine was, so I have feelings for my friend. He has a girlfriend. I have a boyfriend. Um, there's been some mixed signals. My question is, should I let it go? Oof. Okay. Have you spoken to him? Like, does, have you guys communicated that you guys have feelings for each other or is it just like flirting? Yeah. So we have, I, okay. So I wanted to, um, recently he invited me over to a party and then before he's been inviting me, but I just, I didn't have the time, but I wanted to ask him, but at the party is when I found out that he had a girlfriend. So I didn't think, you know, it's probably not the best time. Uh-huh. And after the signals, he not, hasn't, I guess, verbally said, like, confirmed that he had feelings. It's just more like 30. Okay. 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 I have. Um, and how are things with you and your boyfriend? Uh, honestly, kind of rocky. Yeah. So, okay. Cause like the way I'm thinking is 
if you're having feelings for your friend before you even like whether I give you advice on like should you or shouldn't you I think the big thing right now is it may be time to break up with your boyfriend because if you're even thinking about another guy then clearly the guy you're with right now is not the guy you know clearly it's it's not so I think the step one is is deciding what you want to do before you even start thinking about your friend is you're going to have to decide whether or not you want to be with your boyfriend, which like, it it doesn't seem like you want to, again, I don't, I don't know, but I I would say that should be your first step is maybe, maybe you're looking at your friend because you're not satisfied with your relationship and you don't, you know, and because maybe if you were with even, not even this, your friend, if you were with a guy that you were really passionate about, maybe your friend, you would be less interested in, you know? So I think that's step one. And then If your friend has a girlfriend, I think you're going to have to just respect that relationship and let it go. Yeah, not mm-hmm. this all seems so messy that it, if I if I if it was me, I would say you shouldn't. You should just say, you know what, this is so complicated and people will get hurt. I need to not pursue this any further. Th- you know, because you want to respect that woman. You also, if this is your friend, you want to respect his relationship. Um, but but I think the biggest thing is like, how do we make you happy? And I think the step one is, and you know, figuring out your own relationship and maybe pursuing someone else that excites you. Yeah, no, yeah, good point. Yeah, it's just like something, I guess, like, um, at least this year, a lot of guys, I guess, that I was interested in the past, but it didn't work out, they kind of reappeared this year. Wait, me <laughs> like, too. Kind of, like, What's, to work. What is happening? Like, people, they, this is like, they always, like, come back around, right? Yeah, and it's, it's just confusing. That's my thing. Like, I just want to know, like, uh, I mean, like this guy ended up asking me out a while ago, but it didn't lead anywhere. And I didn't even know what kind of outing it was because he just asked me out one day. Wait, you, your friend? Yeah. Oh, wait, so did you guys go on a date? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. My That's the thing I regret. I regret asking him, is this a date? Wait, you didn't ask him or you did? No, no, because like mm. he and I usually hang out with a group of friends, and then he, I guess, found out I, I wanted to see this movie, and he's like, "Oh well, I like this actor that's in the movie. Do you would you want to go?" But usually it ends up, you know, one of us wants to do something, and then we get the group involved. Yeah. But in this case, he he did it. It was just me and him. So I don't know what that was. Yeah, I think, look, if if it's, you know, who knows what's going to happen down the road. Maybe there'll be a time when you're both single <laughs> and it'll be a better fit then. I think for now it's so complicated that it, you'll yeah. have more peace just saying, you know what, I'm going to let him do his thing. I need to focus on me. And and we know guys come back around. If, it, if it's meant to be, he'll come back around. And then that time you're going to ask and you're going to make sure you kiss and you're going to make sure it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, all right. I hope I was helpful. You were, Robin. I just needed to hear it from somebody. Okay. You got this. You got this. All right. Bye. Have a good day. I just feel that the more complicated a relationship is at the start, the harder it's going to be. And I know there's always the exception to the rule. You know, someone's going to call in next week and be like, well, ours started really messy. We were both married and and now we've been happily together for 50 years. Yeah, that does happen. That 100 percent happens. Sometimes things are very complicated and you find each other and you make it work. Yes, but I do think majority of the times, the more complicated it is in the beginning, the harder it is to find like a concrete ground for a relationship. Security? I concur. <laughs> no, seriously, you're, you're 100% right. Yeah, you know, if, if it's if it's hard in the beginning, um, again, it's just, it, it, it's hard. You know, you want, you want to really... And again, I understand there there are exceptions, so it's not not always, but I do think for the most part. Also, I think if you're in a relationship yet you're looking at other people, step one is always get out of that relationship you're in because it means you're not happy. And if you're not happy, there's no, you know, unless you have to be with that person, you know, let's say, I don't know why you have to, but there's reasons why you have to, you know, there's always exceptions to the rule. All right. Should we do one more call? One more. Let's do one more. 
Okay, Robin, we have Cynthia on the line. Hi, Cynthia. Welcome to Cole Waiting. Hi, Robin. It's so fun to talk to you. Uh, I'm excited you're here. So today is should I or shouldn't I? So tell us what's going on and I'll see if I can help. Okay. So I've been thinking about this call. Uh, Should I or shouldn't I uh, try to get a new job? Okay, give me the situation. How long have you been working there? Um, uh, how, like, give me some background so I could give some solid advice. Okay, so I'm starting my seventh year, and I love the people I work with, but kind of got a new a new boss that is making it less fun for uh-huh. me to work there. Uh huh. No, I gotcha. So I wondered. I wondered. You know, is it enough to just stay there because of the people that that I work with and just keep my head down and keep doing things. Um, I'm going to be 60, mm-hmm. so I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> but 60 is still young. Yeah, no, 60 is still young. Okay, um, well, so, so I have two questions. One, so I know the boss is not pleasant to work for. Are you... Is it, is it stressing you out? Like, are you going home miserable or no, because of the people you work with, you're still enjoying your day? I am still mostly really enjoying my day. I saw an opportunity that I was very qualified for that would also pay more. Okay. And so I thought, I thought I have to apply because I always say I never have anything to decide mm. unless they offer me the job. Right. So. And did you get it? So I haven't. I've just applied. Okay. I haven't interviewed. Okay. I haven't interviewed. This is what I think you should do. Okay. I, I think it's okay. my, my first advice was apply for jobs and you, you've already done that, you know, because again, you don't have a choice. I wouldn't say just quit if you didn't have a job lined up, you know, uh, but right. although, although if someone's listening and they're truly, truly miserable, then, then I, you know, that that's the exception. But yeah, I, I wouldn't even debate this. There is no should or shouldn't I fear no, nothing else. But I think if you end up getting this other job, and it pays more and it's a new opportunity and it could be exciting. I would say, I, I would say go for it. I would, I would say make a pros and cons list of each job, you know, your old job, yeah. you like your coworkers, you've been there a long time, there's stability, but then maybe this new job makes more money. It's new. It's exciting. And, you know, to balance what you just said is like, you're 60. Yeah, you're 60. There's still a lot of years ahead. You want to make sure you're happy for those years ahead. You know, uh, it's right. not just, you're not looking for a job for, you know, six months, you're looking for a job for, for years ahead. So you want to be happy. So I'm always for saying yes to things and trying new things. So I'm putting out some good vibes that you get this job. And before you do, make that pros and cons list just so that you're really seeing which is the better fit. And, you know, know, that is great. Yeah. And even if you're a little nervous, nervous, nerves are good. You know, you never know what's like around the corner. So I would I'd say, yeah, you get it. First, the pros and cons list. And then um, if the pros for the new job outweigh it, then I would say go for it. I love your advice, Robin. Thank you. Aww, I wish you luck. I already feel good vibes. And let me tell you something. If it's not this job, I do think it's this job. Keep applying to things. You know, if, if your boss is making you miserable, there's a boss out there that you'll like working for or maybe start your own business. Just, you know, don't stop. Don't put an age on anything. There's that's not there's That's that's nothing. You have uh, you have all the right to be happy. So. Find a job or a career that you're going to be excited about. Thank you, Robin. I love you. Uh, I love you, too. Thank you so much for coming on Call Waiting. Okay. Bye. Uh, Bye. You know, although there's two mindsets, there's some people who work to live and there's some people who live to work. I'm someone who needs to love my job. Clearly, I'm a comedian. I'm a podcast host. I make journals. I love working. For me, it's really important for me to like my job. But then there's a lot of people who go to their job just to make money and their life is outside their job. So that's why I told her to make a pros and cons list, because let's say her current job, she's making double the amount of money and 
whatever her career is, she's going to hate. So she wants to just make money so that she'll go on lots of vacations. Then I always say, well, then just take the job with a lot of money. That's why you have to make a pros and cons and you have to decide what matters to you more because that's always going to play a factor. You, I was going with I, I, my advice was coming from someone who loves uh, their job needs to be something they love. But when you're if you're someone who's debating career changes, make sure your pros and cons, your pros are what's important to you. Security. I concur. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. So oh, let me know. shit. OK, <laughs> uh, guys, if you ever want to call in, make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic, because then you'll know the topics every week. Also, I'm going to be going on tour in 2024. We're going to Boston, Dallas, uh, Houston, Miami, Atlantic City, Kansas City. So if you want to get tickets, go to RobinShaw.com. All right. Security, do you have an end segment? Yes, I do. That's on brand with what we're doing today. OK, tell me. Yeah, it's, it's an old school game. Would you rather? So like the should I or shouldn't I? But it's a would you rather? And I give you two okay. options and you tell me which one you would rather do. do. OK. OK. So like here, uh, would you rather go without shampoo for the rest of your life or toothpaste without the rest of your life? Neither. Well, you got to pick one. Nope. No, you got to pick one. It's <laughs> nope. a game. Should I or shouldn't I play this game? I should not play this game. <laughs> oh, no, that's not the way. Because you're it... saying, would I rather a gross taste in my mouth or a, an itchy scalp? Yeah. I would rather. Okay, I would go without shampoo. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the game. All right, here's another one. Okay. Would you rather clog the toilet on a first date? Or the first day of a new job. I'd rather clog it on a first day of a job. Why? I'm trying to get laid at one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Okay. Would you rather take care of the beast from Beauty and the Beast or spend the rest of your life and have Gaston as your boyfriend? Wait, this is not... I, uh, Gaston is my boyfriend. He's so hot. But he's like an idiot mean guy. The beast kidnapped her father and did, and did a hostage exchange. But he has a singing teapot. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm team Gaston 100%. He, he, he got the town together to go get her. Just because she's stupid doesn't mean we should be blaming him. <laughs> So I'm really passionate about you this. You are very passionate. Also that jawline. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, two more. And then we got a... Oh, I only got one more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more. Would you rather be forced to listen to the same 10 songs on repeat for the rest of your life or the same five movies on repeat for the rest of your life? You know why this is so easy? Because I only watch the same five movies and I only listen to the same five <laughs> songs. As long as I could pick the movie and songs. Okay, what if you... You can't pick it. It's someone else has to. Okay, so it's the same five songs, but I could watch any movie I want. No, no, no. It's either you hear the same music yeah. over and over for the rest of your life, yeah. and that's it. And I can't watch and movies. You, you can choose any movie you want to watch. Oh, okay. So then I'll do that. Okay, that okay. was easy. <laughs> Wow, what a great end segment. I would cut it, but the people like these end segments. If it was up to me, guys, just Would you know, rather listen to the end segment or not? Okay, it, it, the people are so happy with the end segment. That's why I'm like, let's keep it because I want them to be happy. If it was up to me, <laughs> I would rather leave 10 minutes early. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for calling in and writing in um, I, these type of episodes where I get to just talk with you guys and, and help you out. Um, I, I love doing and I love being there for you guys as, as much as I love you guys being there for me. All right. If you ever want to know the topic, call in uh, at Robin Shaw. No, what's my Instagram? Oh, at Robin Shaw comic. And um, yeah, thanks. Oh, we have another call. Call Waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Picot. Editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales-Picot. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296. Batches.